0: Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everybody, welcome to God's Whole Story. My name is Ryan. I'm here today with Chris. If you're on
1: track. Happy Christmas Eve. Happy Christmas Eve. Tomorrow is the big day. It is. All right. All right. Fantastic. All kinds of good stuff to talk about today.
0: Uh this is John. Um first John to be first precise. John. It actually dawned on me the other day that John actually wrote a considerable part of the New Testament. I, did. I I for some reason never think of John like all as one volume, but John wrote John. He wrote Revelation, he wrote first, second and third John. So he he's a very present author. He's
1: uh pretty important. Yeah. And he does uh he does have a different um, style of writing. Yeah. Um, I think he's kind of more the visual learner, the like he's very uh, expressive. There's mm-hmm. lots of concepts, mm-hmm. theme, themes. So we've got lots of like lights and darkness. We've got love and then a lot of talk, strong talk about sin as well. So all kinds of good stuff today. So what's the thing that's leaping out to you? Like what's the I mean, I think uh, in general, I feel like First John is. It's one of those books that when I read it, um, I try to read it slow because there's a lot of just passages that I want to reflect on and look at my own life. Um, there's a lot of strong statements, um, you know, things like if you love God and you hate your brother and sister, uh, it'll actually say the love of God isn't in you. I mean, you're like, whoa, okay, I want to look at that. If you are say you love God and you don't obey his commandments, uh, there's some strong statements there. So I like the book of 1 John just to kind of... Uh, reflect. Take a look in the mirror. See areas that I can grow in. Um, usually, spend some time in repentance, um, and get my eyes back on Jesus. So there's a lot of really great stuff.
0: There are so many. So, so when we're reading these letters in the New Testament, we're reading letters from pastors to congregations. Um, you you could make the case that they're like letters from bishops to you know like churches they're overseeing. But if you imagine hearing your pastor say from the pulpit, like if you love God, you won't sin. That's so crazy.
1: Not have half the attendance next week.
0: And <laughs> I, I, I certainly understand not every church is that way. There are churches where pastors not, are not afraid to make statements like that. Um, but New Testament pastors in the first century were certainly not afraid to say, like, hey, there's, you.
1: you can't continue sinning and mm. love Jesus. You can't. And John is known kind of that his primary teaching, and this is probably what allows him to be as strong as he is. He was known for even up until his old age being carried into the church at Ephesus and just his one mantra that he always shared with the church was little children love one another. Mm-hmm. And so the love of others is kind of, I would say love of God, love of others is first and foremost in his teaching. And maybe when that's the foundation and you've really preached on that all your life, you can hit some of these personally offensive things a little bit more, challenging things a little more.
0: Yeah. It is you. You see him saying, um, at, "I circled it when I was reading it. Um, I won't get the reference for you. It's First John one, like seven. If we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin." The the thing that got my attention is, it's like this plus this equals that. So it's like living in the light, following God, equals fellowship with other believers. So mm-hmm. if if like like a very common thing that we've talked about on this podcast is that. In the church, it's pretty tough to actually love other people in the church, and it seems like what John would say is like, "Hey, get to know Jesus better, spend more time with the Lord, and you will actually find it much easier to care about those in the church." Um, it does. It makes it makes me think about. I, I don't know. I, this is extra credit, I guess. But C.S. Lewis wrote in the Screw Tape Letters. It's kind of like this flip perspective. So he's writing like as a demon mm-hmm. trying to trying to get a student demon. how to, People are probably like, what are you reading?
1: <laughs> how, how to lead Christians astray.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and one of the main cases that he makes is that take a Christian who loves Jesus, get him interested in a topic, and slowly get him to become more passionate about that topic than Jesus. He actually uses pacifism because it's in like the World War II context. So he says, take a Christian who loves Jesus, introduce them to pacifism, and make sure they become not a Christian who's pacifist, make sure they're a pacifist who's Christian. And then suddenly they will lose fellowship with everyone who's not a pacifist. You can make such a great case for any of that. Like, like take a Christian who's vaccinated and make them more passionate about being vaccinated than being a Christian, mm-hmm. and you will split the church. That's what's happening. Yeah. And so what John says is, hey, let's love Jesus. Let's love Jesus first. Let's allow fellowship to flow out of that. Because when you love Jesus first, you actually see so many topics differently. And I, I, I actually, like, I, I can... I'm, I'm kind of passionate about this topic. Like, we as a church, we've got to love Jesus more because it
1: actually causes us to love other people mm-hmm. better. That sounds like a pretty good uh, devotional to share at family gatherings on <laughs> Christmas Eve. <laughs> on Christmas Eve. Yeah. Hey, everybody, sit down. We're going to listen to uh, this little uh, devotion. Oh, man. I'll just I'll just send them the podcast link. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's good stuff. Uh, one other just interesting little point for... Maybe two of you might be interested in this, but we're going to say it anyway. First uh, John is the only book that uses the word antichrist in scripture. Oh yeah, uh, and so you know, antichrist gets talked about a lot uh, in end times kind of stuff, but it's actually that word is only found in First John, mm-hmm. and the way that it's described most in First John is that it is a spirit that mm-hmm. many many have come and many will come in the future. Uh, rather than this kind of apocalyptic, solitary individual that we get so much press. There are other scriptures that allude to that a little bit more, that it would be better if you're going to believe that. Uh, But First John actually is a spirit that is at work leading people astray.
0: Uh, It also helps us understand that, like, Antichrist is a spirit that, like, it's not something we need to be worried about far off in the future. It's actually very present. Like there's plenty of people who don't like Jesus. Uh, Genesis chapter three kind of started it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like this this boogeyman that's off in the future. I think there there's a case to be made that there is a boogeyman off in the future at some point. Um, but Antichrist surrounds us. And we we love Jesus in a in a culture, in a context of like, yeah, there's people who don't, and mm-hmm. we want to love him and follow him. Um yeah. There's a little bit of a thing in my conscience right now, just to clarify, like. There are so many topics that we could choose to make bigger than Jesus, more than just vaccines. That's just what yes. popped into my head for the example. We hear you on
1: that. <laughs> we can all list our top ten. I was like, lists.
0: oh, no, I picked that one thing. But there's there's any number of yes. things.
1: Yeah. Well, hey, have a great Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's Christmas and, Eve. And uh, we are going to have an episode even on Christmas Day. Uh, and I would say, like, as you
0: celebrate this Christmas Eve and look forward to Christmas, like, how can we enjoy these times of like fellowship and celebration and worship to actually steward in us a greater spirit of love for Jesus.
1: Amen. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
0: We'll see you then. Bye. 1 John 1, starting in verse 1. We proclaim to you the one who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard and seen. We saw him with our own eyes and touched him with our own hands. He is the word of life. This one who is life itself was revealed to us, and we have seen him. And now we testify and proclaim to you that he is the one who is eternal life. He was with the Father, and then he was revealed to us. We proclaim to you that we ourselves have actually seen and heard so that you may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that you may fully share our joy. This is the message we heard from Jesus and now declare to you, God is light and there is no darkness in Him at all. So we are lying if we say we have fellowship with God but go on living in spiritual darkness. We are not practicing the truth. But if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we claim we have no sin, we are only fooling ourselves and not living in the truth. But if we confess our sins to Him, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness." If we claim we have not sinned, we are calling God a liar and showing that His word has no place in our hearts. My dear children, I am writing this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. He Himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins, and not only our sins, but the sins of the world and we can be sure that we know Him if we obey His commandments. If someone claims I know God but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love Him. This is how we know we are living in Him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. Dear friends, I am not writing a new commandment to you. Rather, it is an old one you have had from the very beginning. This old commandment, to love one another, is the same message you heard before, yet it is also new. Jesus lived the truth and this commandment, and you are also living it, for the darkness is disappearing and the true light is already shining. If anyone claims I am living in the light but hates a fellow believer, that person is still living in darkness. Anyone who loves a fellow believer is living in the light and does not cause others to stumble, but anyone who hates a fellow believer is still living and walking in darkness." Such a person does not know the way to go, having been blinded by the darkness. I am writing to you who are God's children because your sins have been forgiven through Jesus. I am writing to you who are mature in the faith because you know Christ who existed from the beginning. I am writing to you who are young in the faith because you have won your battle with the evil one. I have written to you who are God's children because you know the Father. I have written to you who are mature in the faith because you know Christ who existed from the beginning. I have written to you who are young in the faith, because you are strong. God's word lives in your hearts, and you have won your battle with the evil one. Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but they are from the world. And this world is fading away, along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. Dear children, the last hour is here. You have heard that the Antichrist is coming, and already many such Antichrists have appeared. From this we know that the last hour has come. These people left our churches, but they never really belonged with us. Otherwise they would have stayed with us. When they left, it proved they did not belong with us. But you are not like that, for the Holy One has given you His Spirit, and all of you know the truth." So I am writing to you not because you don't know the truth, but because you know the difference between truth and lies. And who is a liar? Anyone who says that Jesus is not the Christ. Anyone who denies the Father and the Son is an antichrist. Anyone who denies the Son doesn't have the Father either. But anyone who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. So you must remain faithful to what you have been taught from the beginning. If you do, you will remain in fellowship with the Son and with the Father. And in this fellowship, we enjoy the eternal life He has promised us. I am writing these things to warn you about those who want to lead you astray. But you have received the Holy Spirit, and He lives within you, so you don't need anyone to teach you what is true. For the Spirit teaches you everything you need to know, and what He teaches is true. It's not a lie. So just as He has taught you, remain in fellowship with Christ. And now, dear children, remain in fellowship with Christ, so that when He returns, you will be full of courage and not shrink back from Him in shame. Since we know that Christ is righteous, we also know that all who do what is right
1: are God's children. See how very much our Father loves us, for He calls us His children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know Him. Dear friends, we are already God's children, for He has not yet shown us what we what will be like when Christ appears. But we do know that we will be like him, for we will see him as he really is. And all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure, just as he is pure. Everyone who sins is breaking God's law, for all sin is contrary to the law of God. And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins, and there is no sin in him. Anyone who, can, who continues to live in him and will not sin, but anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows that they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil, who has been sinning from the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. This is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. We must not be like Cain who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. And why did he kill him? Because Cain had been doing what was evil and his brother had been doing what was righteous. So don't be surprised, dear brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. If we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it proves that we have passed from death to life. But a person who has no love is still dead. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart, and you know that murderers don't have eternal life with him. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. We also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and see a brother or sister in need, but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let's not merely say we love each other. Let's show the truth by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth, so we will be confident when we stand before God. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings, and he knows everything. Dear friends, if we do not feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence, and we will receive from him whatever we ask, because we obey him and do the things that please him. And this is His commandment. We must believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as He commanded us. Those who obey God's commandment remain in fellowship with Him and He with them. And we know He lives in us because the Spirit He gives us lives in us. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must first test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God. For there are many false prophets in the world. This is how we know if they have the Spirit of God. If anyone person proclaiming to be a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ came in the real body that person has the spirit of God but if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus that person is not from God such a person has the spirit of the antichrist which you heard is coming into the world and indeed is already here but you belong to God my dear brother dear children you have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world those people belong to this world, so they speak from the world's viewpoint, and the world listens to them. But we belong to God, and those who know God listen to us. If they do not belong to God, they do not listen to us. That is how we know if someone has a spirit of truth or the spirit of deception.